Hello and welcome to my Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name is Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors and today I'm here with Kathy Topping. Hello Kathy, how are you? Hi Denise, I'm good. So Kathy, what are your business called and what do you do? Right, so my business, well I've got a few, but um, the main one at the moment is called the Coaches Copywriting Toolkit and I'm a copywriter and I uh, write uh, launch copy and content for coaches and therapists and then I've also got programs and trainings to help mentor them to write it themselves. Ah so hmm. how long have you been doing that for and what kind of got you into it? I'm always fascinated by copywriters because it's the thing that I struggled with the most when it came to business so what got you into the love of it? It's been a bit of a windy road. I've been working for myself for, so I think it's coming up to 10 years, which I realised the other day and was like, wow. Um, but I started off as a designer. Um, you there? Yes, yeah, sorry. Freelance, <laughs> okay. freelance designer. Um, and then I moved into web design. I was doing that for a long time. And then um, the... COVID-19 pandemic thing, March 2020 was my kind of turning point because I had kind of got to the point where I was like ready to pivot into copywriting full time. So I'd always kind of done it as part of my other stuff, but I wanted to kind of put it front and center. Um, and I had a plan to take it easy and, you know, be sensible for once, not just throw myself into it and have a kind of, you know, slow shift. Um, but yeah, March 2020, everything went tits up. Can Sorry, I say that? someone keeps trying to ring me. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> and uh, anyway, all my projects are put on hold. So I was like, you know what? It's now or never, I'm going to go all in. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of when I went, I guess I was kind of doing behind the scenes in this when I sort of went public facing, like, this is my thing now. This is what I do. So I was always, I've always been a writer. And, you know, it's a real sort of identity thing. So yeah. Um, I've always found it easy. Like you said, it's the thing you struggle with the most. It was the thing, it took me a while to realize like the stuff I like doing, it was like, I was always launching new stuff because I like to write sales copy for it. And, um, you know, just the messaging and all that kind of stuff is what I enjoyed, but I was delivering design services. So there was a real kind of, bit of a weird thing going on that eventually I worked through. So I'm much happier. No, now. I completely get that because I've been negotiating leases for salon owners for, years and, and negotiating leases for decades so um and it is only as part of that that I kind of had to help their business as well to kind of make it worth them having a good lease and it, it's, it's weird but I just it's it's something that became part and parcel of it and the more I did that the more I realized I really love that side of it and I'm kind of doing more of that so when you said that I was like that makes perfect sense to me because you know writing sales pages for me that's really really hard for you finding it easy and enjoying it and loving it and then going, why am I not doing that side of it more? Like I can imagine the conversation that happens in your head. Is that kind of how it went? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I, I've kind of not been that happy for quite a long time with what I was doing. Um, Cause I can't, I don't know, I sort of fell into it and I wanted to do the writing, but I had, all sorts of weird stories and mental blocks around it imposter syndrome all that kind of stuff um and I worked with a coach and I kind of just worked through some stuff and was like 
I don't know, something just shifted inside. And I was like, this is like, I got to the point where I was like doing website stuff for freelance writers. I was doing all these weird convoluted things to be around writers. And then I was like, do you know what? You're allowed to stand up and say, I'm a writer. And as when I kind of worked through whatever the junk was, um, yeah, everything just got so much lighter and easier. And I kind of feel like it's a weird thing to, like, it, it's a real identity thing, which sounds, I don't know, weird, I think, saying it out loud. Not to me, it doesn't. It makes perfect but, sense. Yeah. And but just this little shift inside, just everything changed. Um, and, you know, I guess to people on the outside, it doesn't look that different. It's still online marketing and, it, you know, look, stuff I do is quite similar, but the details of it are different. Um, but, you know, I've been admitted, you know, I want to write a fiction book. You know, I'm a writer. I want to write, write, write. And so copywriting is, um, you know, my business, uh, but writing is my identity. And that took me a long time to just get to that point. <laughs> For me, it's about giving myself permission with that part of it for you too uh yeah there was some weird stuff that had happened that I kind of got caught up in my subconscious you know I've been on that sort of journey um and somewhere along the line I kind of created this story that I wasn't allowed to do it or something um but yeah as I say I kind of worked through that and you know writing you know even at school since I was a kid it's the thing that's been my thing that's come easy I, I put something on Facebook one time about something I've you know I think I started writing a novel today and one of my friends one of my oldest friends who I've known since I was 11 was like I've been waiting for you to say this since you're eight like <laughs> you know the people around me knew um yeah so yeah it just a bit of a journey but here I am and then sort of um, over the last year or so, you know, I, I also like not just doing it, but I like teaching it and sort of helping people. So like coming back to this sort of, um, sort of shifting again and kind of finding the thing that really resonates. I, um, you know, just because, again, it's a bit convoluted, but it's sort of because it was through coaching and therapists that I kind of had this breakthrough and it took me a long time to realize that that's what I needed and I was like in the online space for a long time reading and surrounded by coaches and I was like well, how come the penny took so long for the penny to drop and I was like I just don't think people are talking about what they do properly <laughs> um, so that people like me aren't going like oh it's me you're talking to so that's kind of been become my bit my mission is to help you know, coaches, therapists, particularly if they're a little bit alternative, maybe, or a bit, you know, who they find it hard to sort of tangibly talk about what they do to kind of help them sort of stand up and be clearer about who they help and how they can help them, which is why I'm doing the kind of mentoring stuff now as well. I think so many people struggle with that, though. I think for me, I, the bit that I kind of have the conversation about in my head a lot is that I don't think what I do is anything necessarily so special so when I'm talking about it I'm always like oh yeah I just it's just kind of this and it's just kind of that and I kind of you do this take the word just out to start <laughs> exactly but and the flippantness of it I, you know oh it's just this little you know and it's very kind of flippant and easy because I find it so easy 
that when I'm talking about it to other people and they're finding the words that, that don't make it complicated for them, I'm just not very good at it. I'm much better at just doing things rather than trying to explain them. And when I speak to people who are copywriters, and especially about my content, they're, they're always like, you know, you, you need to tell people what you do over and over and over again. And, you know, I so struggle with that. Some, somebody else is ringing me now. Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> it's I like put it on do not disturb, but it seems, it seems they continuously ring until I answer. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, I really do struggle to articulate exactly what, it is I do and how I can help people but I find that so many people do like it's not I'm not unique in that world at no, all not at all no no and the sort of the place I start with everyone because this is what I do with my clients is um about having like conversations and in a way you, d- you don't have to put the pressure on yourself to find the words to explain it if you invest a bit of time in having some like calls with your clients people you've worked with and ask them to say what it is that you do that's you're going to get all sorts of copy and that you can use in your like things like your sales pages or it will give you ideas for your social media posts um because the people who you do your thing for are really good at articulating what you've done because they're the ones who've experienced it and they know where they were where they are now you know all the, all the stuff all the journey stuff all the marketing stuff you can really get it from your audience um, and that's kind of the, the place I always start and I've got, you know, a few things that show people how to do and without fail, everyone's like, oh my God, wow, this is amazing. Cause you know, I'll get them to create this whole thing. So they've got like a swipe file that you've just got all the stuff that you need so that copy doesn't become this. Cause the thing like co- copywriting is quite, um, I hope I'm not going to offend anyone here. It could be quite male bro marketing. There's a lot of there's a lot of kind of stuff that's taught and said that's, um, I don't know, a lot of it I don't like. And there's this sort of thing of like, you just take a template and you just plug your things in, you just do this and you follow that and it, you know, it's all gonna happen. And I'm, I've never really liked templates personally, like, and I thought it's because for me, it's easier to just write because that's what I do. But I, don't, I think it's more that trying to shoehorn stuff into someone else's template where they've just like left gaps out it's just really hard because it's like I don't know just confusing um well things so, need to be written in the way that you phrase things in your phraseology yeah. so if you're trying to input your phraseology into somebody else's you know their their flow of writing it's virtually impossible yeah it is and it and I mean the thing is there are kind of rules and frameworks that you can follow to make it easier um but it's a lot easier if you start with this idea of like listening, having conversations, seeing what your market is saying, what your audience is saying, and then using their ideas and thoughts and words as your kind of springboard to the stuff that you're doing. Um, and it just it just flows a lot easier. It connects more. It doesn't sound salesy. So you can still sell through your copy without being kind of salesy. And I think we all kind of intuitively kind of recognize it. There's so, as I mean, there's a kind of pattern with it. There's a way that some things are done that you kind of, if you've been, you know, exposed to it a lot, you can sort of see it coming a mile off and it's just like, oh, here we go. <laughs> you know, kind of bait and switch stuff. And 
Um, yeah, so, you know, I just kind of go back to this idea of, you know, I think this is a fundamental marketing principle, like it's people talking to people, no matter what it is, no matter what your business is, it is about just you're a person, they're a person. And the more you can kind of bridge the gap with that kind of, you know, idea in mind, then with the language you use and the things you talk about, um, I think particularly in the online space where it's, you know, we're not, um, I don't know, it's not a corporate talking to a corporate, that's a whole different thing, right? Um, yeah, just start with what your audience is saying and it just all becomes a lot easier. Yeah, you mentioned that you wanted to write fiction. Is that something yes. that you're currently working on or something that you plan <laughs> to do in the future? Well, I've got an idea for a story, which is about as much as I've done. I, I'm, at, I'm at the point now, so I, I guess I got through phase one, which was like going, okay, it's something I want to do. I've admitted that. And so now I guess the next phase is to spend however long saying I'm going to write first draft and never do it. Um, but I do want to do it. I just, um, I, I need to carve out time so I, I kind of know myself well enough now and I've kind of got good like some writing habits for you know work so yeah I just when I feel the time's right and I can carve out a certain amount you know the kind of routine for it I'm going to tackle it then but I do have one idea <laughs> that I want to explore um, but that's as far as I've gotten with it at the moment I'd like to go on a retreat or something like a writing retreat and you know do something yeah I can imagine yeah. that immersed, where, would, yeah. where would be your ideal place of tranquility and calm somewhere warm yes 100 <laughs> percent. I can't imagine anything more freeing for your creative juices than somewhere that has you know trickling water vibes and a sunny climate on my skin is definitely what I'm visualizing right now yeah 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 you know Greece or something I don't know I, I, yeah just somewhere warm and sunny and yeah around nature some you know water would be good maybe near a beach or something like that um but you know it probably won't end up being that it'll probably be the complete opposite but you know maybe it doesn't matter it's just in your back kind of bedroom at two o'clock in the morning yeah well, this is it. I, I know for me, it's going to be a getting up in the morning thing. It'll be like an hour in the morning because that, that's I'm a morning person and I kind of that time of day works well for me. Um, so it's just making my mind up to do it, actually. I'm always talking myself into it here, weirdly. Yes, <laughs> yes you are. And you should kind of give yourself. Are you a planner, though? Are you somebody that kind of forecasts your future and how you're going to map it out and how the world's going to look? No, which is why I, but I'm, I'm learning that habits, like creating habits is how I can get things done, even if I don't kind of plan the whole thing. In terms of writing the story, um, I've got my eye on a course that when I'm ready, I'm going to kind of do so that because, you know, there's stories, there's structure. And if there's one thing I've learned in all the years of being here is like, I don't need to reinvent the wheel. And I'm not, I don't want to sit down and just try and write I want to plan it and get the plot like there's a whole system I know that there's a way of doing it um so I'm going to follow you know someone who's been before me to follow that kind of structure 
um because I have I have tried to write in the past and it's been like when I was in my early 20s and just sitting down and just blank page and just trying to write something um and very quickly was like I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> the thing is you've been in business long enough I've been in business long enough to know that None of us know what we're doing a large percentage of the time. And that's how we're learning to do all of the things. I have these conversations with people. I'm mentoring a, a young surveyor at the moment. And the thing that I keep saying to him is that just have your eyes open, your ears open all of the time and be like a sponge. Because I've been doing this for 20 years and I still, you know, learn all the time. And I never stop learning. So if you're 20 years before me, then start that now. Because I wish I'd kind of appreciated that a long time ago. I think it's um, something you learn as you get older, unfortunately, as well, though. I think, you know, I kind of remember my 20s. You do have a thing of a little bit of like you think you know it all um, or that, you know, you've kind of, you don't, you know, like I've got my kids, my girls who are seven and that you know it's just an impulse I think it's a human impulse so if that, you know they, they'll be like mom can you show me how to do this and I'll be like okay and as soon as I start they're like grabbing it and like, I can do it I can do it it's like look I'm going to show you how to do it and they're like okay and then, and then and I can do it I can do it and I think there's something about being young where you're just like I am so I don't know there's this impulse to just um to think that you know how to do it and then as you get older you realize that there's a process and there's a learning and like you say you never stop learning um and a bit more humility around it I guess so if you're about if your mentee takes that on board it would be good <laughs> I also think part of learning as you get older is that you realize that you hear things over and over and over again and you only really hear them when you're ready to so whether or not you take it on now whether or not the thing that I say to everyone else around me is keep repeating yourself. Like, I hate people repeating themselves, but I don't mean keep repeating yourself like, you know. Literally. <laughs> yeah, this is an iPhone, this is an iPhone. Like, I don't mean like that, but I mean, you know, continue to tell people what you do, even way more times than you feel comfortable doing. You know, continue showing up online way more times than you feel comfortable doing. You know, all of those sorts of things. But in the same respect, when you're talking about, you know, giving people advice repeat that over and over again too because even though the person that you're giving the advice to has heard it when they actually hear it is a very different time scale and I it took me way longer than it should have to realize that too yeah but again it's just a process isn't it that you know things click one day and you're like oh I knew this already but I didn't get it or you know whatever um and he's just like ah oh. and he just is like <clears throat> you know my kids <clears throat> I know that like that kind of impulse to be to want to download my experience into them and I know I can't they're gonna have to just go through it themselves no I try to be less like that with my kids yeah well I, yeah, I mean I, I know it's not possible <laughs> no it's more for me that I know that I was a nightmare as a child so I know the things that my parents tried to do to kind of you know you think that you invented all of this and I you know I hear my kids say things and I'm like you think you invented all of this 
and then I remember kind of none of that really helped so mm. I try not to do that I try to kind of step back and have that you're going to make mistakes and you're going to fall and it's going to hurt and no amount of me telling you that is going to help and no amount of me cushioning that's going to help I'm going to make sure that you don't end up in jail and that you don't end up drug addict and all of those things but I'm certainly not going to stand around you and consistently say to you well that's going to end in tears and yeah. you know you'll learn one day and you think you invented this world like I'm just not going to because had I have like I'd have made all of those mistakes anyway but I'd have spent less time kind of resenting my parents having to listen to the cliches all of the time so I'd rather just remove that part and stand by and watch and hope that it doesn't descend into complete chaos. How old are your kids? 13 and 14. Oh, okay. Yes. Fun ages. <laughs> yeah. What about yours? They're, I've got twins. They're seven. Two girls. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's a nice so age. Have, it is, but you're seeing moments of behavior that ha is like wow that's a bit of a teenager and then they're back to being children again or have you not oh, got to yes. that bit yet yeah later, no yeah. yes and it's a bit weird it's like hang on yeah. hang yeah i mean already like, I'm, sassy. Too, I'm, too, I'm too embarrassing already like oh 100 percent isabel's favorite the sassy, like yeah and then it's like plays with dolls again and you're like whoa yes <laughs> i yes. remember that completely yeah yeah so it's um yeah it's it, yeah it's teen years are going to be interesting I'm just just yeah see how it goes but I'm the same as you I sort of don't want to do the cliche parent thing and you know I hear myself sometimes I'm like oh man bring it in but I do try to say to them look I've just said a really embarrassing cliched adult thing it's what happens when you get older, I'm so afraid. But I think that's the same out. as in business. You have to give yourself permission to make mistakes. You have to give yourself permission to be wrong. You have to give yourself permission to change your mind. You know, all of these things. I'm constantly saying it like, I'm not perfect and I never try to be. I'm not perfect and I never want to be. You know, I just show up every day in the mood that I'm in and the feelings that I have and the desires that I have and I just keep trying every day and it's no different in business than in being a parent or a wife or a daughter or any of those different things the pressure that we put on ourselves to be everything for everyone is just insane and I think kind of allowing yourself to not subscribe to that all of the time is quite nice it is yeah and I've um I'm getting a lot better baby steps at things like self-care and just time out I think the first five years or so of my girls being born um you know I just was like I'm either being a mum or I'm working and there's not there's no time for anything else that was my thing that was my mantra there's no time 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 um and you know I've burnt out basically and uh, so now I'm much more uh you know I build I make time, I make time for it now. And, you know, it's easier, they're older, obviously, when they're young, it's sort of practically impossible. Um, 
but yeah now and I kind of recognize the signs now that I'm getting overwhelmed or whatever so it's time to have a break whereas before when I was feeling overwhelmed I took that as a sign to keep going it's like okay you're stressed you need to you need to work through this it's like you need to fix it and now better at re realizing no that's my sign that's the signal to what maybe have a day off of overwhelm yeah yeah I get really I'm, I'm, Anxiety, I struggle with anxiety quite a lot. Me too. My head gets very busy. I like, can't sort of, you know, it's like pinging everywhere. Like I can't think. I, um, I the, in my head, the mantra that there's not enough time for everything starts up again. I feel like I'm just, you know, just constantly, I start going really fast, doing everything a million miles an hour. Um, and, you know, I get grumpy. <laughs> And yeah, so that yeah, but the main thing is anxiety is my big, big warning sign because yeah, yeah, mine, my yeah, anxiety definitely. But the other thing is that I, <laughs> I find myself getting to the stage because I've, I've ignored all of the other cues, and I get to the stage. If I ever get to the stage, it doesn't really happen very often now. But if I ever get to the stage where I'm like, well, if everyone just listened to me, everything would be okay, and it's like. Thing, you need to get back out there and chill out because you have lost your mind yeah no I think for me it's when I start going there's not enough time for anything it's a time it's a thing where I get very like panicky about I don't know and that's my that's my like you've gone too far it's like you know what You've got to you're going to just do nothing for a bit because that's what you need because yep. there is plenty of time and you just need to chill out yeah 100 percent. I, I do it i do it regularly now and one of my team members claire she's been with me forever and she'll say you've gone quiet what's happened and i'm like just recognize that i needed to do it because if i didn't then i was gonna have to go quiet for a really long time and that's not good so no it's, it's good not. to have recognized our signs yeah I had to go to a pretty awful place to to learn the lesson that I did and this is like we were saying you know you, you can hear things into that you're not gonna hear them until you're ready and you know just everyone always talks about self-care and put yourself first and I was, I was like yeah 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 whatever, whatever, whatever you know. can't do that I'm a mom can't do that I'm running my own business can't do that yeah. I'm a wife yeah 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 no, I'm different and then you realize when you're overwhelmed and that you're at um, breaking point that actually that stupid analogy of put your mask on first actually is reality because now you can't help your children or your husband or your business or anything and you have to learn that lesson but you have well maybe some other people are more sensible than me and learn it the easy way but I don't think there's many of them that do and I genuinely think you need to learn things the hard way but I, th I think it's like that in most of life personally yeah no I definitely learned it the hard way um and you know it took me I, I would say I mean the last few last month or two I'm feeling better <laughs> genuinely so it's taken about two years to feel like I start I'm starting to feel now like I used to feel I think before the girls were born and they're seven so yeah yeah, and you know that's obviously, that. yeah, it's obviously babyhood and all that kind of stuff but I just you know I, I really hit a wall and I just had to I had to stop and I had to slow down like 
physically my body was just I just couldn't do anything for you know there's days where it's just like I can't do anything I couldn't concentrate all that fun stuff um so you know I don't want to go back to that nope. <laughs> you know the fuse now though so and you know the remedies yeah and, and also I wasn't wrong. getting I wasn't getting a lot of sleep which is enough Ugh. to send anyone crazy so yeah I did four years of that I stupidly had kids well you had two together but I had one and then another 18 months later and the first one didn't sleep which meant then that I didn't sleep for four years so yeah I might because there was the two of them um and literally since the day they were born like literally 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 tag team so one would sleep and the other would be awake and then they'd it was it was just insane like how you know like one because I think they have all these leaps and stuff don't they so maybe one of them was going through the leap so she wasn't sleeping and then the night that she'd sleep through her sister would be the one who'd wake up and I was just like you can't do this to me for three years so yeah it was I, I, I think by the time they were three I remember one day being able to count on one hand literally the nights I had slept the whole night because they were events that I remembered over that three-year period it was and people who have who have babies who sleep from day one just cannot understand this at all like I can't understand them like from the the children that I've had like the second one was a relatively good sleeper in comparison I can't imagine having a baby that slept through the night like because mine were nowhere near that ever anywhere near that so the thought of putting a baby down at seven o'clock at night and waking up at seven o'clock in the morning just blows my mind because my mind were like I've got 17 feeds to have where are you yeah yeah and then when I got through the baby phase and they were toddlers mine were like it's 5 a.m we need to wake up even though you know you've been up every hour on the hour or whatever and then we're both going to cling to you and scream I think there's some of the twins I don't think they get enough of the thing that they need when they're a baby because there's two of them I don't know but anyway we got through it but still not great sleepers to be fair but, you know, it's nothing like that. Well, just, I'm just glad that I'm never having any more. I am done yeah. and dusted and yeah. firmly happy with my lot. But anyway, we're coming to the end of the podcast and I end all of the podcasts with the eight mile moment. So I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. I love Eminem and he does all of his rap battles by saying the worst things about him. He's skinny, is white, he's mumless in a trailer so that his opponent can't say anything bad back to him. So okay. what are the worst things about you? Oh, that's, you've really put me on the spot. Um, oh, my gosh. The worst things about me. Um, I struggle to say what I really think. And so I feel like maybe I... What am I trying to say? Maybe not honest all the time with people. So I'll, I'll be polite rather than honest, that kind of thing. Which, I don't know. I don't know. That's a hard question. It's a hard question. <laughs> Bite my nails? That's pretty bad. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's gross. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> COVID. Why would you, Just what do you say about everything yourself? on COVID. Yeah. What do you um, say about yourself? Me, I have no patience. I um, never ring people back. I am. I can be so 
grumpy I don't sleep very well sometimes and I just get so tired and really grumpy I work too much I, I, I was about to say I swear too much but I enjoy it so through you and <laughs> yeah I work too much I try and fit too much in my diary and then end up exhausted and have to then go off yeah. grid for a couple of days in my camper van and just chill oh that sounds nice Exactly. That's why I have a camper van because I was working too much and needed to just go off and see the sea and lie in a camper van with my dog and just chill. That sounds like a really good idea. So I think I'm impatient and I think a big part of it is that I I don't get enough time to myself, which makes me feel selfish because, you know, I've got kids and all that kind of stuff. But when I was younger, I, you know, that just if everything's too much, I would just start go traveling and just leave. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah. I'm already planning my hour, me and my husband's like, when the girls are old enough, and they're adults, so I'm doing it again. I'm going to spend my twilight years acting like yeah, I did so in the we. 20s. <laughs> We've got five years until the youngest goes to university, and I'm like that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, I'm like 10 years, probably a bit longer, maybe even a bit longer than that, but yeah that's it I'm already planning it can't wait (laughs) awesome well thank you so much for being on the podcast Kathy thanks for having me and as always if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast you can contact us at podcast at find-surveyors.co.uk